This is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, I'm here at home recording my podcast with my new microphone. And the reason why I have to record it at home because we are in the midst of this coronavirus epidemic. The COVID-19 epidemic has shut everything down. A lot of people has a lot of questions. A lot of people have a lot of concerns. Today what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what quarantine means and where the policy comes from. But before we get started, we need to do some church announcements. I want to give a shout out to all the cities that have been reporting me throughout the supporting me throughout the country. And if you like this content, please retweet this podcast. Uh, have your friends and your family members listen to this particular episode because it's very important. Okay, let's start with the shout outs. I'd like to give a shout out to Snellville, Georgia, Bronx, New York, Norwood, Ohio, Charlotte, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Indiana, Atlanta, Georgia, Irvington, New Jersey, Houston, Texas, Gilbert, Arizona, Oakland, California, Katy, Texas, Columbia, South Carolina, Springfield, Massachusetts, Louisville, Texas, Merce, California, Piscataway, New Jersey, Ridgeland, Mississippi, Carson City, Nevada, Sun City, Arizona, Amesbury, Massachusetts, Lamont, California, Camden, Arkansas, Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, Wheaton, Maryland, Wawasa, Wisconsin, Greychester, New York. Thank you very much. If you want to look at, listen to my podcast and find out more information, please listen to this on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and you also can listen to Google Podcasts. I am also on... What other podcasts I'm on? What's this called? I'm also on Stitcher.com also. Also, if you want to follow me on my Instagram, go to BlackKage840, which is my Instagram. You can go on my bios, and you can follow me on Twitter, and you can follow my page on Facebook. And you also can follow me on Twitch, because I'm a gamer as a hobby. I usually am do stand-up comedy, but because of the COVID-19 epidemic, I became an essential worker. Working as a personal home health aide for my mom. Difference between me and everybody else is that a lot of people in New York City right now, the city that I'm living at, is completely out of work, and I'm still making money. Uh, my comedian friends are actually complaining about this, and they want everything to get back to normal, but we're all going to have to be patient. Governor Cuomo said that he's looking to give us a 60% bonus, all the essential workers who's on the front line. My home health agency just sent me some materials yesterday. I got some masks, I got 30 pairs of micro, micro gloves, you know, the, mic, the ones that keep the microbes out. And they also gave me some courtesy chocolates, something sweet. I thank them. Now, as far as my stimulus is concerned, I did receive $300 for my income tax, 
and I'm riding off of that right now. I don't know if I'm going to receive any stimulus because I really owe a lot of money in college loans, but we'll see about that. I'm also a licensed taxi driver, and if I wanted to, I could, because what they got going on in New York City government is that they like to pay licensed taxi drivers $15 an hour to be able to deliver food to people who need it. So I'm thinking about doing that at a part-time also. It's just, I don't know if I want to go out there and risk being outside too much, exposing myself to the elements. You know, you have to limit your activity by trying to stay at home as much as you possibly can. But anyway, now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of our podcast, my podcast. This episode where we talk about quarantines, what is a quarantine, and where does the quarantine policy come from, alright? Just give me one moment, let me take out my notes, and I'll be sure to answer the question. Be sure to go into it. Quarantine is a restriction on movement of people and goods which is intended to prevent the spread of disease or pets. It is often used in connection to disease and illness, preventing the movement of those who may have been exposed to a communicative disease but do not have a confirmed medical diagnosis. It is distinct from medical isolation in which those confined to be affected with a communicable disease are isolated from the healthy population. Quarantine considerations are one are often often one aspect of border control. The concept of quarantine has been known since biblical times and is known to have been practiced through the history in various places. Notable quarantines in modern history include that of the village of Edom in 1665 during the bubonic plague outbreak in England. East Samoa during the 1918 flu pandemic, the 1972 Yugoslav smallpox outbreak, and the extensive quarantine supplied throughout the world during the 2019-2020 coronavirus pandemic. Ethical and practical considerations need to be considered when applying quarantine to people. Practice differs from country to country. In some countries, quarantine is just one of the many measures governed by legislation relating to the border concept of biosecurity. For example, the Australian Biosecurity is governed by a single overarching Biosecurity Act of 2015. The word quarantine comes from the quarantina, meaning 40 days, used in the 14th, 15th century Vedian language and designating the period that all ships were required to be isolated before passengers and crew could go ashore during the Black Death Plague epidemic. It followed the Trinchito, or 30-day isolation period, first imposed in 1377 in the Republic Arasca de la Manta, modern Dumovilic in Croatia. 
Merriam Weston gives various meanings to the noun form, including a period of 40 days, several relating to ships, a state of enforced isolation as a restriction on the movement of people and goods which is intended to prevent the spread of disease or pests. The word is also used as a verb. Quarantine is distinct from medical isolation, in which those confirmed to be inflicted with a communicated disease are isolated from the healthy population. Quarantine may be used interchangeably with cordon chantier, although the terms are related. Cordon chantier refers to the restriction of movement or people into or out of a defined geographic area, such as a community, in order to prevent infection from spreading. Early mention of isolation occurs in the Bible book of Leviticus, written in the 17th century BC or perhaps earlier, which describes the procedure for separating out infecting people to prevent spread of disease under the Mosaic law. If the shiny spot on the skin is white but there does not appear to be more than skin deep in the hair and it has not turned right, the priest is to isolate the afflicted person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine him, and if he sees that the sore is unchanged and has not spread in the skin, he is to isolate him for another seven days. The Islamic prophet Muhammad advised quarantine. Those with contagious diseases should be kept away from those who are healthy. Eno Senior also recommended quarantine for patients with infection diseases, especially tuberculosis. The mandatory hospital quarantine of special groups of patients, including those with the leprosy, started in early Islamic history. Between 706 and 707, the six unmade Anurad Kap Alirad I built the first hospital in Damascus and included in order to isolate those infected with leprosy from other patients in the hospital. The practice of mandatory quarantine of leprosy in general hospitals continued until the year 1431, which the Ottoman built a leprosy hospital in Arjeen. Incidents of the quarantine occurred throughout the Muslim world, with evidence of voluntary community quarantine in some of these reported incidents. The first documented involuntary community quarantine was established by the Ottoman Quarantine Reform in 1838. The word quarantine originates from quarantina, the Venetian language form meaning 40 days. This is due to the 40-day isolation of ships and people practice as a measure of disease prevention related to the plague. Between 1348 and 1359, the Balak Death wiped off an estimated 30% of Europeans' population and a significant percentage of Asia's population. Such a disaster led governments to establish measures of containment to handle recurring epidemics. A document for 1377 states said that before entering the city-state of Ragusa and Dalmanta, modern Dimeric and Croatia, newcomers had to spend 30 days in a restricting place waiting to see whether systems of black death will develop. In 1448, the Venetian Senate along with the rating period to 40 days thus given birth to the term quarantine.
The 40-day quarantine proved to be an effective formula for handling outbreaks of the plague. Dumbledore was the first city in Europe to set up quarantine sites, such as the Lazarus of Demerick, which where arriving ship personnel was head up to 40 days, according to the 37 period from infection to death. Therefore, the European quarantines would have lightly successful in determining the health of crews from potential trading and supply strips. Other diseases lent themselves to the practice of quarantine before and after the devastation of the plague. Those afflicted with leprosy were historically isolated long term for society, and attempts were made to check the spread of syphilis in Northern Europe after 1492. The advent of yellow fever in Spain in the beginning of the 19th century and the arrival as an aesthetic claria in 1831. Don't you find it very interesting that they mentioned syphilis in Northern Europe in 1492 and the advent of yellow fever in Spain in the beginning? Mm, syphilis in 1492. Now, why is that year so important? Oh, that's because 1492, you know what they say, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, and you know what they say, that Christopher Columbus and the Conquistadors basically used smallpox blankets and viruses to basically kill off the local uh, native people that live in the Iowa Espanola and Venice took the lead in measures to check the spread of plague, having appointed three guardians of the public death in the first years of the Black Death. The next record of preventive measures came from Rio Mondenia in 1374. Venice founded the first Lazaret on a small island adjoining the city. In 1403, in 1467, Genoa followed the example of Venice, and in 1476, the old Leaper Hospital in Marcel was converted into a plague hospital. The Great Lazaret of Marcel, perhaps the most complete of its kind, was founded in 1526 on the Isle of Premages. The practice of all the Mediterranean Lazarets did not differ from English procedure in the Levantine and North Africa trade. On the Avira or Calaria in 1831, some new Lazarets were set up at Western Points, notably a very extensive establishment near Bordeaux, after turn to another use. Epidemics of yellow fever raged urban communities in North America during the late 18th and early 19th centuries. The best known examples being the 1793 Philadelphia yellow fever pandemic and the outbreaks in Georgia 1856 and Florida 1888. Cholera and smallpox epidemics continued through the 19th century and plague epidemics affected Honolulu and San Francisco from 1899 until 1901. State governments generally relied on a clothing centenaire as a geographic quarantine measure to control the movement of people in and out of affected communities. During the, 18, during the 1918 influenza pandemic, some communities instituted protective sequestering. 
sometimes referred to as reverse quarantine, to keep the infected from introducing influenza into healthy populations. By the middle of the 19th century, the Ottoman Empire had established quarantine stations, including in Antonola and the Balkans, for example at the port of Ijima. All ships and their cargo would be inspected and those suspected of carrying the plague would be told to separate docks in their personal house and separate buildings for a determined period of time. In Thessaly, along the Greek-Turkish border, all travelers entering and exiting the Ottoman Empire would be quarantined for 19 to 15 days. Upon appearance of the plague, the quarantine station will be militarized and the Ottoman Empire army will be involved in border control and disease monitoring. Since 1852, seven conferences were held involving European powers with a view to uniform action in keeping out infection from the East and preventing its spread within Europe. All but that of 1897 were concerned with cholera. No result came at those at Paris. 1852, Constantinople. 1866, Vienna, 1874, and Rome, 1885. But each of the subsequent ones' doctrine of constructive affection of a ship as coming from a scheduled port and our proclamation to the principles advocated by Great Britain for many years. The principal countries which remain, retained the old system at the time was Spain, Portugal, Turkey, Greece, and Russia. The British possessions at the time, Debriad, Malta, and Cyprus, being under the same influence. The aim of each international sanitary convention had to be bind the governments to a uniform minimum of preventive action, which further restriction permissible to the individual countries. The minimum specified by international conventions was very nearly the same as British practice, which had been in turn to adapt to intentional option in a matter of the important portation of rags. The Venice Convention of 30 January 1892 dealt with the cholera by the Suez Canal route, that of Dresden of 15 April 1893, with cholera within the European countries, that of Paris of 3 April 1894 with the cholera by the pilgrim traffic and that of Venice on 9th, March 19th, 1897 was in connection with the outbreak of plague in the East and a conference meant to settle an international basis for the steps that need to be prevent if possible it spread into Europe. An additional convention was signed in Paris on December the 3rd, 1903. Multilateral International Sanitary Convention was concluded in Paris on January 17, 1912. The convention was most comprehensive, was designated to replace all previous conventions on that matter. It was signed by 40 countries and consisted of 160 articles. Ratifications by 16 of the signatories were exchanged in Paris on October 17, October 7, 1920. Another multilateral convention was signed in Paris on June 21, 1926, to replace that of 1912. It was signed by 58 countries worldwide and it consisted of 172 articles. In Latin America, a series of regional sanitary conventions was included. 
such as the convention was concluded in Rio de Janeiro in June 19, 1904, a sanitary convention between the governments of Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay was concluded in Montevideo on April 2014. The convention covers cases of estiatic cholera, oriental plague, and yellow fever. It was ratified by the Uruguayan government on October 13, 1914, by the Paraguayan government on September 27, 1917, and the Brazilian government on January 18, 1921. Sanitary conventions were also concluded between European states. A Soviet Lithuanian Leviathan Sanitary Conventions was signed on June 24, 1922, for which ratifications were exchanged on 18th October 1923. A bilateral sanctuary convention was concluded between the governments of Latavia and Portland on Poland on July 7, 1922, for which ratifications were exchanged on April 7, 1925. Another was concluded between the governments of Germany and Poland in Dresden on December 18, 1922, and entered in effect in February 15, 1923. Another one was signed between the governments of Poland and Romania on December 20th, 1922. Ratifications were exchanged which on July 11th, 1923. The Polish government also concluded a convention with the Soviet government on February 7th, 1923, for which ratifications were exchanged on January 8th, 1924. A sanitary convention was also concluded between the governments of Poland and Czechoslovakia on September 5th, 1925, for which ratifications were exchanged on October 22nd, 1926. A convention was signed between the governments of Germany and Latavia on July 9th, 1926, for which ratifications were exchanged on July 6th, 1927. One of the first points to be dealt with in 1897 was to settle the incubation period for this disease and the period to be adopted for administrative purposes. It was admitted that the incubation period as a rule is comparably short one, namely of some of three or four days. After much discussion, 10 days were accepted by a very large majority. The principle of disease notification was unanimously adopted. Each government had to notify other governments on the existence of plague within their several jurisdictions. At the same time, the state measures of prevention, which are being carried out to prevent its diffusion. The area seen to be infected was limited to the actual district or village where the disease prevailed, and no locality was deemed to be infected merely because of the importation into it of a few cases of plague, where there has been no diffusion of the malady. 
As regards to precautions to be taken on land frontiers, it was decided that during the prevalence of plague, every country had the inherent right to close its land frontiers against traffic. As regards to the Red Sea, it was decided after discussion that a healthy vessel could pass through the Suez Canal and continue its voyage in the Mediterranean during the period of incubation of the disease, the prevention of which is in question. It was also agreed that the vessels passing through the canal in quarantine might suggest the use of electric light, coal, and quarantine points set by night as well as by day, and that passengers might embark in quarantine at that port. Infected vessels, if they carry a doctor, are provided with a disinfecting stove, or have a right to navigate the canal in quarantine, subject only to the landing of those who were suffering from the plague. In the 21st century, people suspected of carrying infectious diseases have been quarantined. As in the cases of Andrew Speaker, multi-drug-resistant tuberculosis, and Casey Hitchcock, Ebola, 2014. Moving infected patients to isolation wards in a home-based self-quarantine of people potentially exposed was the main way the Western American African Ebola virus epidemic was ended in 2016. Members of the 8th World Health Organization Emergency Committee criticized international travel restrictions imposed during the epidemic as ineffective due to difficulty of enforcement and counterproductive as they slowed down aid efforts. The People's Republic of China has employed mass quarantines, firstly of the city of Wuhan and subsequently in all of the Hubei Providence. The population of the Hubei Providence is 55.5 million. In the 2019-2020 coronavirus pandemic, after a few weeks, the Italian government imposed lockdowns in all the country, more than 60 million people to stop the coronavirus pandemic. During the 2019-2020 coronavirus pandemic, India quarantined itself for the world for the period of one month. It's a very good read. Alright, I'm going to take a quick uh, three minute break. Listen to the piano, gentle piano in the background, and we'll be right back.
This is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. So earlier we was talking about the history of quarantine, and basically what's going on with the quarantine policies now. So now, I'm going to keep going. Article. Now, what we're going to talk about here is the standard quarantine practices in different countries. But first, we're going to talk about the ethical and practical considerations. The quarantine of people often raises questions of civil rights, especially in the cases of long confinement or segregation from society, such that of Mary Mallon, also known as Typhoid Mary, a typhoid fever character who was arrested in quarantine in 1907 and later spent the next 23 and 7 months of her life in medical isolation at Riverside Hospital on North Brother Highland. Guidance on when and how human rights can be restricted to prevent the spread of infection disease found in the Sakari Principles, a non-binding doc document developed by the Sakari Carusa International Institute for Criminal Justice and Human Rights and adopted by the United Nations Economic and Social Council in 1984. The Sir principles state that the restrictions on human rights under the International Covent 
on civil and political rights must meet standards of legality, evidence-based necessity, proportionality, and gradualism. Noting that public health can be used as grounds for limited certain rights if the states need to take measures aimed at preventing disease or injury or providing care for the sick and injured. Limitations on rights, such as quarantine, must be strictly necessary, meaning they must respond to a pressing public or social need, proportionally pursue a legitimate aim, prevent the spread of infectious disease, be the least restrictive means or required for achieving the purpose of limitation, be provided for and carried out in accordance with the law, be neither arbitrary nor discriminatory, only limits rights that are within the jurisdiction of the state seeking to impose the limitation. In addition, when a quarantine is imposed, public health assets supply that. All restrictive actions must be well supported by the data and scientific evidence. All the information must be made available to the public. All the action must be explained clearly to the, those whose rights are restricted and to the public. All actions must be subject to regular review and reconsideration. Finally, the state is ethically obligated to offer certain guarantees. Affected people will not be threatened or abused. Basic needs such as food, water, medical care, and preventive care will be provided. Communications with the loved ones and with caretakers will be permitted. Constraints on freedom will be adopted equally regardless of social considerations. Patients will be compensated fairly for the economic and maternal losses, including salary. Psychological Impact Quarantine can have negative psychological effects on those who are quarantined. These include post-traumatic stress, confusion, and anger. According to a rapid review published in the Lancet response to the 2019-20 coronavirus pandemics, Stressors including longer quarantine duration, inflection fears, frustration, boredom, inadequate supplies, inadequate information, financial losses, stigma. Some researchers have long suggested long-lasting effects. In situations where quarantine is deemed necessary, officials should quarantine individuals for no longer than required, provide clear rationale for quarantine and information about protocols, and ensure sufficient supplies are provided. Appeals to altruism by reminding the public about the benefits of quarantine to the wider society can be fatal. Yeah, that explains why a lot of people are angry. Because there's people putting out false information out here. And there's no guarantee time of when this is going to be over. This is why you have those Trump supporters out here protesting. Okay, moving on. Short-term quarantines, e.g. for decontamination. Quarantine periods can be very short, such as in the case of a suspected anthrax attack, in which people are allowed to leave as soon as they shed potentially contaminated garments and undergo a decontamination shower. For example, an article entitled Daily News Worker Quarantine decides a brief quarantine that lasted until people could be showered in a decontamination tent. The February-March 2003 issue of Hazmat magazine suggests that people be locked in a room until proper decon can perform. 
an event of suspected anthrax. Standard Time Senior Correspondent Steve Urban, February 14, 2003, describes such temporary quarantine powers. Civil rights activists in some cases have objected to people being rounded up, stripped, and showered against their will. But Captain Schirmer said local health authorities have certain powers to quarantine people. The purpose of such quarantine for decontamination is to prevent the spread of contamination, to contain the contamination such that others are not put at risk from a person fleeing a scene where contamination is suspect. It could also be used to limit exposure as well as eliminate a vector. New developments for quarantine include new concepts in quarantine vehicles such as an ambulance bus, mobile hospitals, and lockdown evacuation, inverse evacuation. Procedures as well as docking stations for an ambulance bus to dock to a facility under lockdown. What we're going to do now is we're going to go talk about the standard quarantine practice in different countries. Now it says here that they have Australia, Canada, Hong Kong, United Kingdom. I'm looking for the U.S. here. Maybe I should look for the U. Okay. What I'm going to do being that we're in America, I'm going to talk about the quarantine policies of the United States of America. In the United States, the authority quarantine people with infectious disease is split between the state and federal governments. States and the tribal governments recognized by the federal government have primary authority to quarantine people within their boundaries. Federal jurisdiction only applies to people moving across state or national borders or people on federal property. Communicable disease for which apprehension, detention, or conditional release of people authorized must be specified in executive orders of the president. As of 2014, these include Executive's Order 13295, 13375, and 13674. The latest executive order specifies the following infectious diseases. Cholera, diphtheria, infectious tuberculosis, plague, smallpox, yellow fever, viral, hemorrhagic fevers, Lassa, Maghreb, Ebola, Cleaning Congo, South American, and others not yet isolated or named. Severe acute respiratory syndromes, also known as SARS, and influenza from a novel or re-emergent source. The Department of Health and Human Services is responsible for quarantine decisions, especially the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Division of Global Migration of Quarantine. As of March 24, 2017, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC's regularization specify. All commercial passenger flights must report deaths or illness to the CDC. Individuals must apply for a travel permit if they are under federal quarantine, isolation, or conditional release order.
when an individual who is moving between the U.S. is reasonably believed to be infected with a quarantine communicable disease in a qualifying stage, the CDC may apprehend or examine the individual for potential infection. This includes new regulatory authority permitting the CDC director to prohibit the importation of animals or products that pose a threat to public health. The rules do not authorize compulsorily medical testing, vaccination, or medical treatment without prior consent. Two, requiring CDC to advise individuals subject to medical examinations that they will be conducted by the authorized health worker with prior informed consent. Three, include strong due process protections for individuals subject to public health orders, including the right to counsel for indigent individuals. Four, limit to 72 hours in the amount of time that a individual may be apprehended pending the issue of a federal order for isolation, quarantine, or conditional release. The Division of Global Migration Quarantine of the U.S. Center of Disease Control operates small quarantine facilities in a number of U.S. ports of entry. As of 2014, these include one crossing in El Paso, Texas, and 19 international airports. Besides the point of entry where it's located, each station is also responsible for quarantine potentially infected travelers entering during any ports of entry through its assigned region. These facilities are fairly small. Each one is operated by a few staff members and capable of accommodating one or two travelers for a small, short observation period. Cost eliminates for setting up a temporary larger facility capable of accommodating 100 to 200 travelers for several weeks. They have been punished by the Airport Cooperative Research Program, ACRP, in the 2008 of the Transportation Research Board. U.S. Quarantine of Important Goods the United States puts immediate quarantines or imported products in a contagious disease is identified and can be traced back to certain shipment of product. All imports will be quarantined disease appeared in other countries. According to Title 42 USC, these statutes provide the Secretary of Health and Human Services peacetime and wartime authority to control the movement of people into within the United States to preserve, prevent the spread of communal cable virus. Okay. Now, the next part, I'm gonna talk about the history of quarantine laws in the U.S. And then after that, do that, I'm going to basically end the episode. So, alright, let's get right into it. History of Quarantine Laws in the New Yorks. Quarantine law began in colonial America in 1663 when an attempt to curb an outbreak for smallpox. The city of New York established a quarantine. In the 1730s, the city built a quarantine station on Bedloe Island. The Philosario Lazario was the first quarantine hospital in the United States, built in 1799 in Tincum Township, Delaware County, Pennsylvania. 
There are similar national landmarks such as Sunbone Island and Angel Island. The Pest House in Concord, Massachusetts was used as early as 1752 to quarantine those suffering from cholera, tuberculosis, and smallpox. In the early June 1832, during the cholera epidemic in New York, Governor Enos Troop called a special session of the legislature for June 21st to pass a public health act by both houses of state legislature. It concluded to a strict quarantine along the upper and lower New York Canadian frontier. In addition, New York City Mayor Walter Brown established a quarantine against all peoples and products of Europe and Asia, which prohibited ships from approaching closer than 30 yards to the city, and all vehicles were ordered to stop 1.5 miles away. The Immigrant Inspection Station on Ellis Island, built in 1892, is awfully mistaken to assume to be a quarantine station. However, its Marine Hospital, Ellen Island Immigrant Hospital, only qualified as a contagious disease facility to handle less viral disease like measles, trachoma, and less advanced stages of tuberculosis and diphtheria. I don't know how to pronounce that, guys. Those afflicted with smallpox, yellow fever, cholera, leprosy, or typhoid fever can neither be received or treated there. Mary Mallon was quarantined in 1707 under the Grady New York City Charter Section 1169 and 1170, which permitted the New York City Board of Health to remove to a popular place. Any person sick with any contagious pestilential or infectious disease. During the 1918 global pandemic, which were also quarantined, most commonly suspect cases of infectious diseases are required to voluntarily quarantine themselves in the federal and local quarantine statuses only have been commonly invoked since then, including for a suspected smallpox case in 1963. In 1944, Public Health Service Act to apprehend, detain, and examine certain infected persons who are particularly likely to cause the interstate spread of disease clearly established the federal government's quarantine authority for the first time. It gave the United States Public Service responsibility for the prevention, the introduction, transmission, and the spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the United States and expanded quarantine authority to include incoming aircraft. The act states that any individual reasonably believed to be infected with communicable disease in qualified stage and found to be afflicted may detain for such time in a such manner as it may be reasonably necessary. No federal quarantine orders were issued from 1963 into 2020 as the American citizens were evacuated with China during the 2019-20 coronavirus pandemic. Okay, this was a lot of good information. And one of my favorite parts of the information was in the beginning when I was talking about the history, how... In the Islamic religion, the Prophet Muhammad also talks about plagues and quarantines. A lot of the quarantine policies seems to come from old religious practices in the Christian religion, Islamic religion, and the Judea religion. 
which I find very interesting. Well, thank you again for listening to Black Wall Street Chronicles. And I am signing off. Thank you. God bless.